Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, it may have been Super Sunday for the England rugby team, but sadly, that was not the case for the Newark rugby team. For Flowserve and for the hockey ladies. But all the headlines at the weekend was made by a bunch of moronic idiots <laughs> in Southwell. John, Craig, Rob and Paul are here to give their views from Church Lane, The Works, Kellam Road and The Magnus. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith, this is Radio Newark Sport and these are the headlines they're going to be talking about. Baffle City Chairman John Cunningham woke up on Friday morning to the news that some, I use the word again, moronic idiots had ruined the club's junior pitches by driving a car and doing wheelies all over them. We'll talk to John in a couple of minutes. Streetwise was the name of the game as Flosser suffered consecutive league defeats for the first time this season. Hopefully the works can quickly put that match behind them. They better do. It's Selston away on Wednesday. A bad day too for Collingham, bowing out of the Central Midlands League Cup, 3-1 at home to Division 1 side, Long Eaton. 3-0 at half-time. Newark Rugby Club continued the trend, with 12 points to 10 defeat at Kellam Road against Ilkeston. Worrying signs with a third defeat in four items. Four, I, I, four outings. But at least they gained a losing bonus point. And that's progress on last season. And a bad day too for the ladies hockey. With both the ones and twos getting beat. The ones at Belper, the twos at home to boots. Paul Halfpenny telling us about that in about 40 minutes time. No such problems for the hockey men, though. A 3-1 victory over Loughborough, keeping them top of the table. The one bright spot of the weekend. And finally, back to football and defeat for the Newark Town ladies in their big County Cup match against Nottingham Forest. Standing goalkeeper and radio star of last week, Chloe Parr, picking up a deserved Lady of the Match award. I got some stick last night on social media, or more to the point, the report got some stick last night on social media. Um, the sport camera went down to see the ladies, as I said, that's where those going. And I began the report basically by saying, the score doesn't matter. Mm. And I ended in the report by saying exactly the same, and nowhere in the report did I put what the score was, because somebody actually go on there and, and put what the score was. You've got to bear in mind here that this is a fledgling Newark Town ladies team. <clears throat> Absolutely brilliant bunch coming to see us last, yeah, last Wednesday. Yeah. Brilliant bunch. Playing a Nottingham Forest team that's got aspirations to play in the Premier League of ladies mm. football. And when you want, went to see them doing the pre-match workout yesterday, 
you can see that and watching them watching the forest ladies play yeah. they knew where the teammate was they put the ball out wide they created the space the fullbacks overlapped you know there's a joy to watch from a team that trains three times a week yeah. you know that's what it should be and in the first half newark was i think overawed by it they really was in the second half they went out there they rolled the sleeves up and good on you girls good on you newark girls because in the second half you gave forest much okay the ball didn't get in the forest half that often but christ if any football team of mine defended like they did in the second half i would be well impressed by them and as eden told us last wednesday all they wanted to do at the end of it was almost if they come off on the knees they'd done the job uh, uh. and some of them was coming off on the knees <laughs> but I, I, I just think, special uh, mention though first special mention to chloe parr uh. she's normally a striker she doesn't play in goal i mean it's like the alamo in the first 20 minutes they had four penalties for sake Did they? yeah um you know and <laughs> chloe bless her as the match went on she was diving and catching and punching and absolute good on you gal i thought that was my certainly my star of the week and the newark town ladies absolute great credit to the club and i'm still not going to say what the score was because it don't matter no it, it's um <clears throat> i think it only matters when um two matches that when two teams are evenly matched that's when the score matters when you're just out there to to learn at the feet of a better side, then it, the score doesn't matter. And, and, and you know, it sounds... I, I, I couldn't get there, but it sounds like it was a belting effort on, on behalf of the ladies, and it certainly impressed me when they came in the other night because it was, it was, they were a great company. They can walk away with a, with a, yeah. heads, with a heads held down and, 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 and well done to them. I, I couldn't let this one go either moving into the great world of sport is that josh davy took two wickets in the final over as scotland edged past papua new guinea by four runs in the t20 (laughs) world cup qualifier in dubai (laughs) i couldn't believe what i was reading (laughs) they're back in action again tomorrow they're playing namibia are they bless them (laughs) scotland's actually fat apparently they're the top ranked side over there but yeah, papua new guinea when i said about playing the silly isles i wasn't far wrong was i well it's, it's just <laughs> i mean it's 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 a very very uh unfulfilling pastime supporting scotland you wouldn't have seen <laughs> the rugby much this weekend would you yeah did you see sunday yes so the french who should have beat the welsh i thought sunday was hilarious totally imploded and if this that, if that player ever plays rugby again so you've got this wrong seven foot six square shouldered french giant Jeez, that, who that was, that not not only sort of puts his arm around his welsh counterpart he then brings his elbow back yeah and it was totally premeditated and, it was unbelievable and, and whacked him one of which the referee bless him didn't see <laughs> which is fair comment because you're not going to see it in there no, are you no. and in another weekend when var's took an absolute hammering 
what do you do? The TMO man says, I think you ought to have a look at this. <laughs> so the referee and the touch judge stand in the middle of the pitch with all the players and look at this massive, great big screen with 60,000 supporters mm. while the man in the TMO says, this is the bit I want to draw your attention to. <laughs> what do you think? And the referee says, well, okay, I've seen it. Let's do it again in slow motion. Yep. <laughs> what do you think, touch judge? Well, it's a red, isn't it? I agree. TMO, it's a red. Come here, player. <laughs> you know what you've done. Red card, goodbye, and he walks off. Isn't that how to do it? Yeah, but, um, as I say, if he ever plays rugby again, there's something seriously wrong, because that <coughs> was unbelievable. If you, if you did it on the street, that's a that's a jail offence. You know, the, the, like I say, just, because it happens on a rugby pitch, what's the difference? The guy's got to be punished severely for that, because it was just... Evil. But I mean, apart from anything else, France had that match sewn up. I know. But I mean, there was a fantastic interview afterwards with the French captain. And this girl, I think she was an um, Australian reporter. And, and she was doing her best to sort of let down the, the, the French captain. He was trying to be nice in front of the cameras. But he was... I've never seen anybody so fed up in my life. I tell you it was what. hilarious. We, we will talk to Rob about it. <laughs> There's a Welsh player that could have walked in the first half as oh, well. Oh, yes. And he was... Weird. Right, can you go and try and do your... Oh, certainly. Um, your bit? We're going to try and get on John, John Cunningham. John is the chairman of Southland. You that, will... Is that yeah, that's it, mate. Okay. And you will all know by now what he woke up to on, on Friday morning. It was the unbelievable scenes on their junior pitches. So that's what's coming up next if Tony can get hold of John Saffle. are playing tonight. They're at home to as Lockton on the Bishop's Drive pitch. Um, so let's just hope that John does pick up his telephone. Tomorrow night, um, David Duddles is, is in. A couple of weeks ago, David was here and... He, he mentioned that um, the lack of support from the RFU and from the schools um, for junior rugby. And I thought this is going to, if to do this properly, this is going to be a longer conversation. So David's back tomorrow night. And uh, listen out for that one because I, he's uh, in true, in true Dud's fashion, um, I feel he's going to be just fairly outspoken. Now to somebody who has every right to be outspoken. Um, John Cungham is the chairman of Southall City Football Club and um, there is only one subject. You've all seen it on social media all weekend. The vandalism at the junior pitches. John, thank you for joining us on Radio Note Sport. Um, Good evening, guys. Can you give us an update? Um, The update, yeah, I'll tell you the situation. Obviously, it's been what you'd call an up-and-down weekend, really. Obviously, we started off with a down of uh, waking up to find out what these, we'll, we'll call them mindless individuals, have done to our pitch. I uh, called them ironic idiots. <laughs> I've been polite and <laughs> 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 So, yeah, it, it was like, you, you, we went for, you go through a range of emotions. My emotions that morning were from kind of despair to anger to the whole range. But, yeah, um, since Friday, um, it's been a really positive experience in terms of the amount of support and um, offers of help that we've had from local clubs and from people within the local community. It's just been amazing. I'd like to say now that we're really grateful for all the football teams, all the local people that have come forward and offered to host matches for us or groundsmen offered to come and repair the pitch. 
or um, all kinds of things have come forward. So that's been really good. You know, you and think, you, and you think at times, John, don't you, that you know you've got your rival. You know, you got Saffle against, if you like, Closev or Calverton or something. Your local rivals. You may well be, but when the chips are down, you're all friends, exactly. aren't you? Well, it's just damn all friends. We're all in the same book, Mick, aren't we? At the end yeah. of the day, a lot of these clubs are run by volunteers who really just love football, love junior football, senior football, and, you know, we'd like to think we'd do the same for other teams, and which we certainly would do. But, yeah, no, we're all, we're all in it together, and the support from, you know, local rivals has been amazing. So, yeah, once again, these people know who they are. I'd like to say publicly thank you to all of those guys. Um, what so what what um, it's the worst time of the year as well because it's absolutely saturated out there yeah. what, what what can anything be done quickly well well um we've got a great ground and time and they've been down there to have a look and um, i think we're looking john we're losing you john i don't know if you if you're moving or not but we keep losing you Right, can you get? Have you got me now? I've got you now. Yeah, just sort of hang I'll, off the I'll, ceiling or something. I won't move. Yeah, no, we got a, we got a great groundsman called Simon who's been down there and had a look. Um, he he's given us an estimate of about six weeks to kind of get 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 the pitches back to how we think they should be really to play football on, um, which is better than we initially thought. Um, obviously, it's all weather dependent, um, but yeah, that's that's what we're looking at, at the moment. But yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a crazy situation. Really, we shouldn't, no, or wouldn't wash, wish on any any club. But hopefully, we can turn it around um, in the next couple of months. And, and can the youngsters pl- play away matches, or can, have you found somewhere else? Because it's, it's devastating if they can't play football. Yeah, no, we've got. Bit... You've gone again. You hear me now? Yeah, got I'm you. Moving. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing as still as I can. Um, <laughs> no. Um, we're lucky we do have some other nine-a-side pitches, which we can uh, mark down to seven-a-side pitches, which helps. The leagues that we play in, both the boys and the girls' leagues, have been very helpful in terms of allowing us to reverse fixtures if we need to. Clubs have come forward and offered, offered to let us play at their grounds if we need to. So the kids, the, the, the boys and girls won't be denied football, uh, which is great, um, and we carry on. It's an inconvenience we'll get over, but, we, you know, our... our Play, young players will be getting getting football, and that and that is what it's all about. And uh, of course, it is. And and is our police force any closer to um, sorting um, out the culprits? I can't say much about it, but we ha- there has been some um, information given to them. But if anyone's got any any information, obviously, please come forward and let us know. Yes, please, please come and talk yeah. to Southwell. Come and talk to us, and we'll post on anything. Just make sure that. Um, we get those um that information yeah, exactly um, exactly and get something done about it because this cannot cannot be allowed to happen no. john you're going to come in and see us in in a few weeks time when we arrange it because there's, there's um big news in the offering we're not going to go into it yet because it's yeah. all in that little stage at the moment but big news for southwell and john you're going to come in and bring a couple of the lads with you and uh, we can have a southwell city night Certainly well, that'll be great. Yeah, thank lovely. Yeah, thanks for taking time to coming. So I know you've got a match. Uh, you've yeah. got a match tonight. So uh, the yeah. best of uh, the best. A bit, a, bit, a bit of a local derby. Yeah, it should be a good one. It should be a good one. They both teams are on fine form, so it should be quite interesting encounter under the lights. Excellent stuff. Well, John, let's just get them kids playing football as soon as you can, and uh, 
Football's going to win this. It's going to win absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mick. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. bye. Um, without swearing and without getting, <laughs> without getting passionate, your thoughts? Um, I just cannot understand how anybody gets anything out of that. Um, it is just, you know, mindless, all the sort of words you would be able to use before nine o'clock should be applied to that because what jollies do you get out of doing something like that? It is just senseless. Yeah, and people like that should be basically, you know, sort of... And then we go to after nine o'clock conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just find it just... Oh, well, it's, just... It's, it's just... What do you get out of it? I mean, I can understand how people might sort of do things for a, for a, a thrill, but that is just, you know, inhuman. What do you get out of it? Nothing at all. And we wish, we wish, obviously, Southwark all, 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 all the best in that one. And thanks to, to Stephen Venables for setting that one up for us as well. It's the FA Cup first round draw tonight. Is it? Uh, it's happening now. It's happening Ooh. live. Um, not quite at Sport HQ, but near enough. Um, the first one out of the act is what the FA Cup is all about, isn't it? Harrogate Town will play Portsmouth. <laughs> The good folk of Harrogate, which by all accounts is quite poosh, <laughs> are going to be in for one hell of a shock. Yes. They'll, they'll, they'll draw their cups of tea at Betty's. <laughs> when, when, when Pompey hit town, that is going... Oh, dearie, mate. That's, that's going to be fun games. Um, Crawley's gone for Oxford City against Solihull Moors. Ipswich against Lincoln. Ooh, wow. So Ipswich are top, aren't they? I mean, the Lincoln, that's not a good one for Lincoln, really, is it? No, that's a tough one. That's, um, that's going to be very... Um, that's going to be very, di- but, that's but, very but difficult. But like you have said many, many times, this is the stage where the FA Cup is magic. Yes, it loses once it, it. Once it so. gets to the third round, who cares? Bolton Plymouth, Dulwich Hamlet against Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Sunderland will play Gillingham. Leighton Orient will play Molden and Tiptree. Oh. Maidstone United against Torquay. Remember the last team in the hat gets a buy because of the berry situation oh yeah and they also get the thirty-five thousand winning bonus do they yes from doing absolutely nothing <laughs> good effort york against altrincham is um is another one so everybody's there vying to be the last team out of the at- and notts county um and mansfield and boston united from what i can see are all still in that hat so so they get all that money for doing nothing it's like being a lot yes. of man it is really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. But you've got to be the last team out. You've got to be the last team out of the act to um, yeah. to but get away with it. Good, good effort. Right, we're going to go for a quick break. Then we're going to try and find um, Craig Roach and uh, tell you where Notts County, Mansfield, and Boston United are in round two. Off to come. Craig Roach hanging on the phone for us. But first of all, we're watching this FA Cup first round draw. Haringey or Yeovil will play. Hartlepool. Now, there's the argument that should Yeovil be in the FA Cup first round draw. We'll have that conversation when Pitchside Dave joins us on, on Thursday night. Salford City will play Burton Albion and Ebbsfleet or Woking will play Notts County. So, County not going to get the 35 grand for doing nothing, but Mansfield and Boston still could. Um, Craig, good evening. Good evening, Mick. Um... Okay, we talked when it all went well, so let's talk when it didn't go quite so well. I thought the start of this season, I was one of sitting here in the studio very lonesome because my compatriot don't agree with me. I said this was going to be a learning curve. And at times this season, 
Flowsave was going to come up against teams that's been there, done it, got the team T-shirt, and Flowsave must learn from playing those teams. Yeah, that happened absolutely. on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it has, absolutely. Not for the first time either. Um, I'd say some people it comes as a surprise too, but not so much uh, Kirky and I. I think we, we knew at the start how difficult it was going to be. Um, and, um, yeah, Saturday was one of them. Um, I think we're still still showed we've got got enough there you know we, uh, we dominated the possession and dominated the game we just didn't take our chances and we just got to start being a bit more consistent with the performances oh yeah I, I mean certainly you know if I've seen the two de- two defeats the one at Starbridge and, and the one here and I thought you played an awful lot better on Saturday afternoon than, than you did mm. at Starbridge and with a little bit of luck um you'd have got back in the game when, when, when it was 1-0 because they did score against the run of play. But when I say street lies, they knew when and how to talk to the officials. They knew when to knock the ball away to make sure the game got slowed down and not played at flow serves pace. They knew when to go down injured and just take the sting out of it a little bit. And, and that is, you know, OK, it, the higher up you go, the more professional you get, and that's to be expected. Mm. Yeah, I think you're going to get that when you go behind, you know, especially at home. Um, very difficult when you go behind. Like you say, the opposition's very savvy. They're experienced at the level. So if you go behind, they're very difficult to break them down. They'll slow everything down. And like you say, they'll wind the referee up, they'll wind you up. And you know, it's really important <clears throat> not to concede first. Um, if you do, it's, it's a very tough task to break them down. Like I say, we did have the chances, um, but we didn't take them. Um, now, the one thing I... The one thing I noticed, Craig, and this is just a supporter who knows very little about football, when Flosev, to me, play at their best, they build it from the back. Your keeper passes mm-hmm. the ball out and your... I don't know if this was because Lawrence won't play and it was probably the best ball-playing centre-off I've, I've seen in many a year. Um, you you almost went back to the long game and the long game was pretty much food and drink for their two big centre-halves. Yeah, yeah, well, we didn't, there's no, um, you know, the lads got to be brave. They've got to realise when they can play, um, still put themselves in, we ask them to get in position so they can receive from the back. If we can, we'll play. If we can't, then we go, when we go along. Um, and I think Kwame, they said, come their homework and, and they stop that happening. You know, it's no... You don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out that you know the West Midlands teams talk to each other, you know, and they knew what to expect when they come. Um, they stuck to up front, and but they did very well. They got the quick lad on the wing, so they kind of stopped that happening. Like you say, it does have an effect. People like Lawrence not being there, difficult to replace. Very good with the ball. You know, he'll come and try and get it off the keeper every time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but um, football is all about injuries, and you know. You have to keep on playing through bad spells of, of injuries. Um, and on one hand, and probably the perfect hand, you're playing again Wednesday night. You've got what is a local derby against our old friends at Selston. A perfect opportunity to put it right. Yeah, and about friends, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was being nice! <laughs> I don't think they get this station down there, so I'm all right. <laughs> they don't get radios that side of man. So radios haven't got there yet either. <laughs> But, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, we've, we don't have to wait long before we get the opportunity to, to bounce back. Um, you know, when you, if you look at the table, 
forgetting that it's Solston, look at the table, it's a game that we need to go and try and pick three points up at. You know, they're, they're struggling down there. Um, and we've got a tough game at Long Eaton. They're going really well. So, we've got, you know, we've got to look at fixtures where we can where we can pick up maximum points. Um, and just keep going, see where we are. You know, it's going to be up and down um, but for the rest of the season, like it has been so far. But, um, you know, we're still in a good position. Like I say, it's the first first year uh, at this level. Exactly. We're, we're learning on our feet. And um, um, we've this got is... to keep going and see where we are at Christmas and reassess our ambitions from there. And, and go again. Well, I, I mean, I, it, was, it was disappointing the loss, but it was still... The quality of football I really enjoyed on on sat- Saturday afternoon. Disappointing defeat, but nobody's got a right to win every single match. So that's why yeah. we love sports so much. Just one final word, Craig, on the junior pitches at Southall City. I mean, it's just mindless, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so sad to see. It's such a disgrace. I don't, no, I don't think anyone can really um, get a grasp of what goes through some people's heads. How they can find that entertaining and fun. They have no idea of the impact it has on, on community football and kids. How many kids are going to miss out on football over the next few weekends? It's just a disgrace. I know. I, I know. Flo Server being in touch with, with with Southall and John Cunningham, their chairman, was thanking all the clubs because you know at the end of the day, you rivals for ninety minutes on a Saturday afternoon, but you're all friends, probably apart from Selston. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> football is a competitive game, and you know without that, you ain't got that competitive edge. But at the same time. Um, it is a community and like you say locally we all want to support each other and without each other there's no game anyway so exactly and that's what it's all about right Wednesday night big match at Selston and uh, the Radio Newark sports team are going to be there because we're having a night off to come to come to watch it in the armoured car in the armoured car <laughs> thanks mate I'm taking mine there <laughs> Preston's told me to take mine <laughs> I'm certainly not taking the Radio Newark car there take, take one from work <laughs> oh fun, a, fun, a fun night for all yeah. We'll okay. see you on Wednesday night, Craig. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Oh, joy, joy, joy. Oh, right, oh, this... Um, wonderful. <laughs> this, this FA Cup draw. Um, oh, yeah. How far did we get? Well, um, Mansfield are playing Chorley. Notts County are away to either Ebbsfleet or Woking. Another in those um, sort of potential banana skin jobs. Uh, um, Gate said Oldham Grimsby against Newport County. Um, Carl Shelton are playing Boston United, so Boston United could quite easily get into round two. Decent draw there and get a big boy. Yeah. It's uh, it's there for them, isn't it? I'm I, I sorry for the uh, turquoise teapot kids. The uh, uh, Yeah, Boston won 1-0 Hen- there. Hensford going out. The lowest-ranked team still in the competition are Chichester. Yeah. And they've got a bye. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's fixed in, in FA draws, is it? <laughs> Chichester... Have the 30-odd grand and a buy into round oh, two. Lovely. So, well done. Yeah, well done, them. <laughs> well well done, them. And, of course, it wasn't to fix at all, was it? And <laughs> not, of course not. Who would ever say that? Can you remember Can you remember Mr. Wardman's phone number? Uh, no. No, you're rubbish. <laughs> I'll write it down for you. Right, uh, we're going to talk all things rugby now. We're going to talk Newark. And, of course, we're going to have Rob Wardman's one-man guide to the Rugby World Cup. And it's... Uh, um, much to air indoors total discussed on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. I sat in front of the television and didn't didn't do a lot more, but you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You're listening to the unique 
Radio Newark Sport with our friends at Smith's Timber. And still to come, as we just told you, Rob Wardman, who will be talking rugby, and Paul Halfpenny, who will be talking all things hockey. No show Wednesday night this week for the reasons that we've just said. Um, we're back again on Thursday night with the Football Roundup. And we're asking you, and many of you are answering us, with your best, your most memorable moment in football, either watching it or playing it, anything like that. Um, that's for Thursday night. But for now, the wonderful Mr. Rugby himself, Mr. Rob Wildman. Good evening, sir. Evening, Mick. Evening, Tony. Evening, folks. Um, let's um, start with the most important, and that is Newark Rugby Club. I did say at, at the start it was getting a little bit worrying. It was an excellent lunch. <laughs> uh, the, the, the chef Matt did an excellent belly of pork, so um, one of one or two of us were very well fed. Um, but you're ringing about the rugby, I presume. <laughs> well, if the highlight was the lunch time, we'll stick with the lunch. No, we we actually got we, we did get on the field and we um, we had three senior teams out. We had a very good win by the Colts on Sunday, but you're ringing about the first team and we lost third week in a row. We lost twelve ten, um, and to be frank, actually it wasn't his third third winning uh, third defeating four. Sorry, that's my stats. Uh, and to be frank, it was a poor performance. Uh, no two ways about it. Um, I think Ilkeston. They are coached by Ben Buxton, who was our, our coach last season. So oh, we would have enjoyed that, then. So there was plenty. I think there was. Um, how, how can you describe it? There was plenty at stake in, in between one or two people, uh, but Ben was in good form afterwards and came into the clubhouse. And we, we all had a good laugh and um, all, all parted friends. So. Um, that was a good aspect of the day, but our performance on the pitch uh, wasn't very good. We just lacked. Um, certainly in the second half, we just we we we, we, you know, we 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 couldn't get the ball over the line. We got better and better as the game went on, um, but we would have been very fortunate if we if we pulled off a victory on Saturday. We lost twelve ten. It was a it was a tight game. Ilkeston, I think, had the better method and the better better attacks in the second half. They were very disappointed at the referee when they were blown back for a forward pass with their with their guy shooting through. Um, having said all that, that we we, we played poorly. We, we were ten nil up at one stage in the first half. Um, we got a good try back up for back of a scrum run down the right from uh, back row Logan Watt. That put us ahead. Um, Alex O'Dell in at fly half kicked a, a conversion penalty. Ilgerson got a try back just before half time. 10-7 and then the crucial try came I think about 10 minutes into the second half um, they got ahead 12-10 and they kept ahead uh, we had l- plenty of late pressure but never really looked like scoring a try um, we got close but um, never played with any great confidence or I, th- I think the, the biggest worry that we had you know, didn't show much desire to, 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 to quicken the tempo in the later stages so all round, not a great performance. We did get a losing bonus point, uh, and, and as ever, we, you know, we we had plenty of changes in the team. Um, I think we had a pretty poor turnout at training on the Thursday night, which doesn't help putting new combinations together. So uh, we're back at the drawing board this week. Yeah, it's um, it needs to settle down a bit. Um, 
personnel-wise. Um, one I did pick up, and I think you've already alluded to it. Uh, and next, next Saturday, we're away to Lincoln in the league, 3pm kick-off. That's in the first team. Bit of a local derby there. We're all everyone's a local derby. Yeah. yeah. The se- the senior the senior youth played in the um, in the national in Cup the national cup and in, in the Midlands section, and we had a good win, twenty one seventeen. Uh, and what among the try scorers was a prop called Callum Hayes. I'm, I'm mentioning Callum because he's a brother of Joe. Ah. Joe Hayes is in the Tigers squad. He, he played Saturday at Worcester. He's the England under twenties prop. Doing very well at Tigers, although Tigers, a bit like Newark, are lacking a bit of vim and vigour. Uh, they lost at Worcester on Saturday in the Premiership. But Joe, I think most Thursday nights I've seen him. He's been coach, helping to coach the um, the Colts, so fair play to Joe. And his brother, young Callum, who, who I think he must be 16, 17, he was among the try scorers on Sunday. And, and the Colts beat Derby, which is always a good win for any Newark team. Oh, Derby yes. have, that'll be a pretty strong club at all levels that they're a league or two higher than us as well we, we won 21-17 so congratulations to um, Adam Doran the captain uh, the, the coach um, and the captain and hooker was, was George Cohen from uh, uh, the Cohen family so yeah some good names there and, and a good win and I must admit I don't know where we go next in that uh, that's a first round win so we'll keep you posted on um, on the draw and, and uh, Subject of cup draws, we have got a home draw end of November, November 30. We're at home to Stafford in the RFU Intermediate Cup, and uh, that follows on the win at Melton last week when we played very well, 48 7 winners there. So it just shows how our form can go up and down that one week we can win 48 7 and win a game eight tries to one, and then the next week we're losing 10 12. You can't. So we're a little bit, um, what's the word? Um, Erratic. Erratic, yes, good word. <laughs> um, I know you're not a great fan of talking about other clubs, which is why I sort of push you into talking about them. Yeah. But uh, I was looking <laughs> today, and then I saw a bit on so about so South Leicester. Yes, because yeah. obviously they're in Sandbatches League, of which my youngest grandson yeah, now no, now were, plays for. I must admit, I, when I was surfing the net this lunchtime in my uh, you know, lunch hour, as people do. Um, the Daily Mirror, God bless them, they did a story that they, they were the worst rugby team in the world because they lost a game, I didn't realise last week, they'd lost a, a game by a monumental score. And, well, they um, lost to Bromsgrove on Saturday that's right, yeah, by 240 yeah. points to well, nil. Well, I think with South Leicester, um, only oh, five, six years ago, they were regular opponents of us. Um, they got themselves up into the National Leagues uh, and they probably recruited a, a part-time squad and they're now in the Midlands Premier League and they lost on Saturday to Bromsgrove by the mark of 240 points to nil. That takes a lot of doing to score that in 80 minutes. Score. Uh, it's not quite a world record um, I hear but uh, <laughs> South Leicester in seven games this season have now conceded 923 points. <laughs> the interesting thing is though, Rob, <laughs> they are not bottom of the table. No, uh, another club we've played... Um, who fought their way up the league, um, Peterborough Lions, again, a team that, um, <laughs> um, Peterborough Lions are sort of an offshoot of Peterborough, the, the, the long-standing club in Peterborough. Peterborough, Peterborough Lions were perhaps formed 20 years ago, um, 
and they fought their way up into the, into this Midlands Premier League, and, and they're struggling as well. Well, they've played six, lost six, and have minus five yeah, points. I, I presume they've played <laughs> an, an ineligible player, if I could say that word, ineligible, yeah. So I and, think that's presume why they've got minus five. And of course... Uh, and, in, and they're below South Leicester. In the great thing that is the sport we love so much this week's fixtures is South Leicester against Peterborough is it really yeah <laughs> brilliant <laughs> no it's not it's Peterborough Lions it's Peterborough Lions you can't Peter, write Peter, it really Peter can Peter you Lions, yeah. okay time for Rob so Wildman's yeah. one man guide one man guide to the Rugby World <laughs> Cup um I thought England's I don't think perform- I've got any predictions right ever <laughs> <laughs> I thought England's performance was brilliant and I'm not sure if they could get to that level of the game but we'll, we'll find out uh, I thought the French made an absolute <laughs> wonderful job of completely imploding, and I thought the Japanese uh, ball handling skills when they uh, went forward was an absolute joy to watch. But that's just me. What did the expert think? I, I don't disagree, Mick. Actually, I, I, you know, Japan have played some cracking rugby. Um, I think they've just got well and truly smothered by South Africa. The sheer strength of the Springboks. <laughs> Um, the Springboks had beaten Japan in a warm-up game to the World Cup by a pretty similar margin. So Japan would have had to play exceptionally well uh, to win on Sunday. Um, but they, 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 they did, I didn't see the whole game. Uh, I was travelling, but um, they they played with terrific um, pace, and that, I think that's been the great um, trade, the great mark of their play in, in the World Cup. It's been, it's been an absolute joy to watch. Should they now be offered? what I think you call a tier one place? Oh, I think we're, uh, when the World Cup finishes, we'll have a, a whole raft of stories about this, where the game is going. The games, are, Although we're all enjoying the, the Rugby World Cup games at the moment, uh, I'm sure that I think the, all the, um, the Blazers will be gathering in Tokyo these next 10 days for various summit meetings, and um, they usually have international board conferences around particularly the last two weeks of the world cup so i presume i presume there'll be a very very swanky hotel in Tur- tokyo <laughs> disc- uh, uh, staging all kinds of conferences on, on where where the game is going As, again my knowledge is not as great as it once was on, on all this polit- polit- politicking but i think that we've still yet to resolve the um international calendar um again it's, it's ongoing uh, talk so where japan fits in will be high high on the list but you've got to remember japan did have a team in the um super 15 the um sort of provisional provincial um professional competition run by australia new zealand and south africa and and, and that's been disbanded um so they've tried sort of full t- they've tried sort of major professional rugby in japan and it's not quite um come off so where they go now um, again, you know, how deep is their squad? They're, they're going to be losing one or two of these players. You know, the, the captain Leach can't play for. I don't think. I think he's in his mid thirties, so he's unlikely to get to the next World Cup. But against that, they've got some tremendous players coming through, and they've obviously now um, got a, a good coach in in uh, in, in Joseph, the, the, the former All Black forward. And again, someone was saying, you know, that this this Japan squad have been together for virtually a whole year. Um, preparing for the World Cup. Well, to see, you know, it's a good question. Where they, where they go next? It, 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 I think England have offered them a game. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that next November, when the international circuit begins again, that they will be, in, they will be playing games in Britain. Um, France, I just 
<laughs> well, again, you, the I way can't think of anything to say. Said, you know, the first 15 minutes, you know, Wales didn't get a look in, did they? Um, and then Wales, again, it just shows the winning mentality of the Welsh, which I think gives them a, a real chance on, on, on Sunday. I think they're just... Somehow, they, 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 they aren't playing particularly well except for that first half in, against Australia in the pool match. Somehow, they, they, they're eking out the wins. And I just think, who, who, of, of, the two te- of the two British teams playing um, Saturday, sun, Saturday and Sunday, perhaps Wales had the better chance to get to the final. Uh, but obviously, as a red rose, red rose nutter, I, I want England to win. And I think if we play really, really well, everything has to fall England's way. We have to play exceptionally well. Uh, I think the good thing about for England, though, they will they will gain possession and they will test the All Blacks. Um, often, when we've played the All Blacks in the past, we've not had the strength to, to win possession and hold possession. But I think this England team can, and, and that's already this season. You know, the All Blacks have struggled to hold um, Australia and South Africa. So they will, the All Blacks will come under pressure for the first time in this World Cup, except, except for the first game, obviously South Africa, they played in the pool game, and, and they blitzed South Africa with some fantastic tries. But I think they'd be wary of England. England can play it two or three ways, and it, it's going to be an intriguing game. But um, you'll probably, probably have to back the All Blacks just to have too much, too much firepower. But um, I think it's going to be a tremendous game. Comment of the weekend from Eddie Jones on the Ford-Farrell debate. I didn't drop him. I changed his role. It worked brilliantly. Move on. Well, that's one way of describing. Obviously, Eddie's got his finishers now, hasn't he? He's already brought a new word into the rugby lexicon: you know, finishers. So, yeah. um, I must admit, I, I think Farrell and Ford play well together, um, but I would think he would keep the same lineup. Uh, he'll go for the, uh, the the big men in midfield. To Lange, with although Slade came off of an injury, so we'll have to see what, you know, whether he's going to be fit to play. Um, but it seemed to work. You know, Ford came on in the second half when the, when the game was breaking up. Obviously, Ford's a tremendous attacker, and I, th- I think you know, the, the Jones theory on Saturday was to you know, protect him from the um, Australian runners. Rob, we've got to move on. We've got to talk hockey. Um, so basically, um, you would hope for an England Wales final. You expect a New Zealand Wales final? <laughs> I, I think the form book dictates that it will be New Zealand South Africa final, but right. I'm, I'm hoping that it will be England Wales. Um, I, I think I've backed all horses there, haven't I? <laughs> I think you've probably managed to mention all four of them, yes. Yeah. Um, keep your ears peeled tomorrow night Mr Duddles and your director of youth rugby are both in the studio talking about the future director of youth rugby alright um, okay. right well good luck to them both I, in I this day hey whatever work they're doing is fantastic um, many years many years over the years have struggled and struggled to um, um, build new bridges with you know, the, the schools in the town get rugby played regularly so no any any, any um initiative is warmly welcomed it'd be, it'd be fantastic so we'll find out what Mr Doodles has got up his sleep tomorrow night Rob thank you so much take care take bye bye ok we end up uh, on a Monday night like we always do we talk with Paul about the hockey and uh, we're interrupting a little bit of family time tonight because um, Paul's surrounded by uh, by the youngsters so um, that's what it's all about that's what granddads are for um, Paul um, not a great weekend for the ladies but a good, satisfying one for the men. I'll leave it to you. 
Oh, it was, yes, you're absolutely right there. It was, um, it was one of those weekends that I've, I've, I've dreaded. I knew it was coming and I've dreaded, dreaded it. And, um, there's many more of those weekends to come, I feel, unfortunately, um, through, through lack of personnel in the ladies section. Um, the ladies ones lost, uh, 4-0 to, um, four very sloppy goals, may I say. Um, I expected Belper to be much better than they were. Um, their, their pitch is a water-based pitch over, over at Belper Meadows, and um, it's very bouncy. So I knew that we would struggle. It would take us 20 minutes to get in the game, but it seemed to take Belper 20 minutes to get into the game as well. So it was very, very even. Um, and, and like I say, four very sloppy goals. I think it was two in either half. Um... Uh, and I just felt that we were a bit unlucky to lose to, to lose to a four nil score line. I think really Belper deserved three points out of it, but I think four four nil flattered them a bit. But uh, hey ho, there's good performances from our girls, um, especially young B Smith. I made a debut a few weeks ago. Um, I, think I think she's only 15 years old and played really really well. Played exceptionally well. So um, yeah, a bit of. Um, Bit of a silver line in there for the future of, uh, of the team. Um, seconds, thirds, both really got hammered. Um, but like I say, it's, it's uh, lack of personnel. Although when I did check on the internet, um, it did say that the ladies the threes won fifteen nil. So somebody's obviously put that in incorrectly. Um, ladies fours went down four two. Um, again, they, they just haven't got the strength there at the moment. Far too many people unavailable, far too many people ill or injured, and it just has a knock-on effect all the way down the club. However, the men, wow, what a thriller. What an absolute thriller for the men's first team. The uh, opposition took the lead, very much against the run of play, um, but I do know that um, men's teams of old would have dropped their heads and just not been able to battle back. Not this team. This team were phenomenal. Um, leveled, didn't just level, but put another two goals in before the final whistle. Uh, very deserved, very, very deserved um, three points. And actually, part of the second half went down to nine players as well. So, you know, really, really good result that. Men's twos, well, I got a report from, from Sally, and the men's twos only went down one nil to a very, very good Burton team, but a very aggressive Burton team. And the only player that didn't come off the pitch injured was the goalkeeper, apparently, uh, with one of our players being sent to A&E um, with a fracture on his foot or ankle, somewhere in that region anyway. And, um, yes, it was it was um, one of those games I might chalk in my diary that I fancy umpiring and there's a return leg at... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, um, men's threes. Well, I was getting, I was rushing back from uh, from Belper to get Alex to the first team, and and he was getting a regular updates from Haley about the men's threes, and um, it didn't sound very good when they were five nil down at half time. But this is against Nottingham Trent University second team, who've just entered the league in the lowest division possible, and they are absolutely hammering teams. Um, so. After half time, it was nil nil. It was a nil nil scoreline for the second half. So, a phenomenal second half from the uh, the men's threes. 
and uh, this team will improve and, and uh, we'll see what we can do in the return leg. But I do feel that this men's threes team will be pushing for promotion at the end of the season. And it's been a number of years, hasn't it? Because they've played second, second fiddle to um, the success that the ladies have had over the last few years. So um, I think this year the men are going to enjoy that. Oh, and I think I think this success will go on, provided players don't start thinking, oh, you know, I fancy playing to high level, fancy playing to high level as, as the women have done um, over the last few mm. seasons. Um, if they can keep the team together and keep these youngsters coming through, because these youngsters now, Sally's taken on coaching the second team, and there's a massive difference. These youngsters are coming in now, they're, they're settling in, they know what's expected of them, um, they're going with a game plan, they know how to uh, activate that game plan, and, and they're learning, they're learning through a coach, and it's the first time the, the men's tours has had a coach of their own for many, many years. In fact, I think Sally was the last one many years ago, and she, I think she got a double promotion through it, so <clears throat> sort of watch this space if Sally fancies carrying on for a few seasons with that team, but... Um, <clears throat> Obviously, the youngsters that she's got now, future first team players anyway, there's some very, very good players in there. And uh, whatever, you're always going to be optimistic. Paul, thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. Um, back to being a granddad. Back <laughs> to being a granddad. It plugs back in. <laughs> <laughs> you're enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> it's very noisy here. <laughs> Have fun. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Paul Halfpenny there um, doing his, his granddad. He, he can't beat being a granddad. Yours is one year old today, I yeah, understand. Yeah, but my, my granddaughter Imogen is what is one today, and uh, we, we've aged ten years, she's aged one, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going well. You wait till she's 30-something and see how old you are. <laughs> no no more need to be said. Um, one I didn't mention, Stevenage against Peterborough, that's a bit of a local derby, isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. The Haringey Yeovil thing um the winner of that is now at home to hartlepool and of course hartlepool have already had yeah, their I mean, um, problems with um, Yeovil versus hartlepool should be interesting racism this season already haven't they i was, was gonna ref that he not pal um you know it's uh I, I i know i said i was gonna leave it till first but we've got five minutes um i i really <laughs> i find <laughs> As as people who are listening on Thursday will remember, I find uh, uh, yes, I know uh, usually offensive. But you know, you take the moral high ground when you've got everything right yourself. Yeah, and now uh, okay, England took the moral high ground. You can argue if they should have walked off or not, because you can argue the fact that both those two sides walked off mm. made more of a point than England stopping on. I don't know, but <laughs> the point is. We've got to get it right as well, because if I was Mr Bulgaria now, I'd be saying, well, you know, five days later, look at that. Well, you know, it's just... I cannot believe we're having a conversation about racism... For the second time in... In, 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 in five shows. In 2019. Yeah. Because, you know, surely we've moved on. You know, it, it's, it, it is absolutely staggering that uh, it should raise its incredibly ugly head. Because it's just, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly cannot come to terms with with how different coloured skin makes any blooming difference to whether you like somebody or not. You know, I, I, I know a lot of white people that I dis, that I intensely dislike, and a lot of black people that are my best mates and, and will be forever. Rupert Thomas, up. Ah, 
absolutely brilliant bloke. And it's just, I find it offensive that we're having the conversation. It's just unbelievable in this modern day and age. You know, for all the rubbish that you do talk every now and again, <laughs> you, do uh, it, you do it the nail, absolutely. Well, it's, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, dearie me. I'm absolutely spot on, but, I mean, the FA have decided the game's going to be replayed, or should you chuck over that? I don't, I, I don't know what they can do to stop it. You've got two <sighs> individuals that's been arrested today that's now made the name Yeovil. Yeah. Just completely rubbish the name Yeovil in the football, my, in the football world. My, my mother-in-law comes from Yeovil, and as a young girl... Uh, many, many years ago, she knitted a green and yellow scarf that was like one of those Doctor Who ones. You know, went back for miles. And, and that's what Yeovil's about, that sloping pitch. That's, what's, that's what, what Yeovil is lovely about, a fantastic accent. And then because two idiots say something, the whole club is tainted. That is so wrong. It is, it is, and that's probably why the game should be replayed. Mm, I mean, basically, it should be replayed while they're strung up from a lamppost. Southall are 2-0 up already against oh, Aslopton, so that's, um, that's putting a smile back on on yeah. the faces of the, the Southall. I, I did feel so sorry. I mean, everybody's seen the pictures. If you haven't, just go onto our Facebook pages and look, <sighs> look, look down a bit. I put, I put it even on today for today's headlines because I just uh, find it absolutely unbelievable. There are... There are a lot of nice people in this world, a lot of tremendously nice people. And there are some numpties that you wonder why you're sharing the same planet. And unfortunately, we seem to have spent the evening talking about them when we have been talking to a set of very nice people. <laughs> I was <laughs> wonderful to meet the Southall City Chairman. He, he yeah. offered him to come on here. Absolutely brilliant. And of course, we all know how wonderful Craig Roach, Rob Wardman and Paul Hoff I, I absolutely love my Monday nights because I do very little other than sit back and enjoy. And titter away in the background. Yeah, and, 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 and chuckle away because R Rob Wardman is the modern day Bill McLaren. But they're all passionate about their sport, exactly. aren't they? All exactly. of them. And they speak a hell of a lot of yeah, common sense about Craig it. is someone that I love in football because he'll come on and say, well, we didn't get it right. Yeah, the better yeah, team won. Yeah. It was one of those days. We're learning. Not what Ferguson used to do. <laughs> you That's my story. You don't like him, Listen do you? to Craig Roach <laughs> when they lose 2 0 at home. I get the feeling you don't like it that. It wasn't Ferg. the referee's fault. It wasn't the opposition's <laughs> fault for being nasty. The opposition come, took the three points, and deserved it. And Craig says, well done, Tom. That's what football should all be about. We'll see you tomorrow to talk about rugby. Whee!